Hi, welcome to Date Night. I'm Will. And I'm Amy. And we've been married for 13 years. 13 long years. Yeah, and after all those long years, we felt like we needed some adventure in our marriage. So every couple of weeks, we send our kids out of the house to the sitter's house. And we go upstairs to the playroom. Yep, and we clear off the table. And we explore a whole new world together. Just the two of us. And me, your best buddy and longest role-playing companion. Yep, and Mike. And me, your favoritest nephew. And our nephew. Your favoritest nephew. Our favoritest nephew, Sam. And, of course, a mysterious force from beyond the veil, also known as your half-niece-in-law, Eva. Yeah, and our whatever Eva is to us. (laughs) (laughs) And we play... Dungeons and Dragons. And you make it on to Moonblade, and Kip the whole time is going, man, that was really cool. You guys, uh, you made those ones run away, and then you chase that dude into the woods like... Usually I would just, like, give him the stuff, but it's cool riding with you guys. (laughs) I'm going to change disguises now. I'm going to mutter about how my pretty robes are not pretty anymore and how I just... Just a constant string of... (laughs) All right, and Kip swaps into a... uh, He actually took some of the uh, doodads off of the goblin in terms of, like, gloves and things and... Switches to his goblin gear. He's like, yes, this will be perfect for my new disguise. All right, since we're heading into town, I'm going to cure wounds. I'm going to put my still pretty nice powder blue cloak back, or blue-gray cloak back on. (laughs) Okay. When you get to Moonblade, you see that this is a small agricultural village. The most... uh, The building that stands out most is a temple in the south of town. You see different uh, tabaxi and moose folk, for the most part, wandering around uh, throughout the town. There is a big farm in the northernmost section that you can see from the road. It's mostly uh, the harvest has already come in, so it just kind of looks like a field. But as you come into town along the road, there are a few buildings... um, that you see first. One says first in foraging, and another one uh, is a shady garden tavern, it says. And there's a place with some stables around the backs that says tabaxi cabs. And as you pull into town, Kip says, uh, we gotta bring these, this wine down to the temple, alright? Uh, So we're going to head that way. And he heads down here to the south of town. As he gets down there, you see that there's a forest. It's a very green, lush, jungly type forest, but it would qualify, I guess. Uh, It's got a lot of really nice trees um, and gardens. Uh, When you're down there, there are... um, Basically, there's jungle and you can see that it's very thin and then there's like a big break where there's nothing and then there's jungle that looks very thick along the other side it's hard to see much else from where you are at the temple um when you get to the temple kip goes up and there's 
a priestess who comes out, and she's a tabaxi, and she says, Oh, you're here with the wine. I trust your journey went smoothly. Mutter, mutter, grumble, grumble. Oh, it doesn't look like your journey went that smoothly. smoothly. Are you in need of healing? Sure. Okay, come with me. And she brings you into the temple, um, and it's kind of... Uh, you've got to, like, climb up a ladder to get into it. It's way up off the ground. My shoulder hurts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> and uh, up there, there's, like, a kind of like a fountain that's been running from down below, and it comes up to the top and goes back down um, to the space underneath where there's, like, a... Basically, you're over top of, like, a big pool. Um, and then... There's a big open section where there isn't any roof right in the middle, and then there's like a square area around it. So there's a circular opening where there's the fountain kind of sets, and then all around it is a covered area that's kind of like a, almost like a patio or deck or something. And that's kind of where she takes you and she gets you a little bit of water uh, out of the fountain and basically pats your wounds and casts a, a spell and, and heals you for like 15 Okay. Does that restore any spell slots? No. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, usually there's no trouble with just bringing a shipment of wine to the festival, but these are desperate times lately, and I guess maybe that has something to do with it. Um, he was mad that we took his job. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not the usual people who bring these, but, you know, I, I guess I assumed that that wasn't something people would kill over. I, I don't know. Um, anyway, we're having a festival here. You're more than welcome to partake in some of the wine this evening at that. It's a little bit more muted than usual, I guess, this year. Why? Um, well, the tree wardens are having troubles. The The tree wardens are the people who protect the, the town to the south. They They keep them safe. We live... There, you might notice there aren't very many houses here. We have a few, um, but many of us, especially the tabaxi folk, we live in the trees, and uh, the tree wardens uh, patrol their bases and, and keep them safe, and they've been having a heck of a time with uh, some blight moving up from the south. Are they woads? No, um, it's folks from town. It's mostly the moose folk who take up the role of tree warden. Ah, thank you for healing me. You're welcome. Thank you for bringing the wine here. Know any good tailors that could possibly fix this? Uh, they would all probably be in Brazzlewood, I would guess. We're mostly a town, uh, we're sort of agricultural, and we forage for much of uh, our goods in the, in the woods to the south of town, and that's been much more difficult to do lately as well. I can believe that. It was never such a dangerous job before. Anything else going on in your area of the woods? No, just the... It seems like every night there's more and more of the the blight coming north, and our tree wardens have been worked kind of thin. We've sort of cut out a big section of the forest to stop the blight from spreading to the trees we live in. Um, It's sort of a break, and that's where we end up seeming to make our stand most evenings. All right, thank you. 
You're welcome. I guess I should head back down towards Kip and Dern and all them. Okay. Maybe I'll see you this evening. All right. Um, you get back down. You feeling better, Loss? Much better. Nice. See? Look what I can do. <laughs> I have full range of motion. <laughs> From across the temple, you can see that the other building nearby is also an inn, but it's also the same kind of thing that's up on a pedestal. It looks like they, maybe there even used to be trees like around here, and they're not really around here anymore. If there were, it was years and years and years ago. This feels so familiar to me. Kip, are we staying or are we going? Um, well, I mean, it's pretty late. That's your call. We, we could head out again tonight, but we're not going to make it to Silver's Blessing uh, by nightfall. So we can stay here and we could head out there in the morning. May as well stay. Okay. As you kind of hang around town, you do note that people are bringing those casks, the couple that you've unloaded, um, to the center of town, and you hear some music start up. Um, do you guys want to check that out, or do you want to look for a place to sleep? I'll check it out. Okay. They're definitely having, this is a festival of the moon. I'm all for a religious ceremony. Okay. <laughs> um, and there are people there drinking and kind of having a good time. You see people playing instruments and singing. Um, but it looks kind of like a small turnout, I guess, comparing to what you might expect with even how many people you saw around the town. There's mostly tabaxi who are there. There's not really the, the moose folk around. And there are actually uh, an oryx that's out kind of in the middle of town. And uh, one of the, there's a tabaxi there um, who comes up to you, to your party and says, Hey, you're new. Welcome to the Festival of the Moon. Oh, hi. How are you doing there? I'm doing great. I'm in disguise. <laughs> I have to change my accent. I know. I'm hunched over like a hunchback. I'm a tiny Irish hunchman. That was Irish? Oh, I... It sounded like you were from Minnesota. I didn't say it was a very good one. <laughs> Could be an Irish Minnesotan. Um, yeah, there are lots of Shaughnessy's up that way. That's <laughs> <laughs> Prepare, or listen as Will prepares his next voice. Don't have a great one for this one. <laughs> um, we're uh, about to start uh, a game, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm a shoe-in to win it, but if any of your friends wants to give it a try, I'd bet three three bottles to one. What kind of game? That I would win. I mean, <coughs> what kind of game? Um, you see the oryx there? Aye. Well, <laughs> watch this, and she points, and there's a tabaxi, a young tabaxi male who's kind of dancing around behind the oryx, trying to get behind it, and you see him rear back and take a big leap, and he's trying to smack the back of the oryx with something in his hand, and the oryx kicks him and sends him flying over onto the ground, and he goes rolling away. And she says, See? The oryx? That's the one that's missing his tail. And the game is, who can put it back on? Oh. It doesn't seem like my kind of game, to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's your kind of game. 
but I don't know if any of your friends might want to try. <clears throat> well, I do have plus five to stealth. I'll got, give it a go. I've got quite a bit of the wine. I bought one of the casks myself. I'll fill up three bottles if you win, but if you don't, I'll need a bottle of liquor from you. Okay. Okay. So What we, happens if you win the game? <coughs> there's no other prize. It's just... For fun. Yeah, we see who does the, basically, who can put it on there the best, and they get praise from all of those around them. How much for just a mug of wine? Oh, here, you can have a, a mug. Oh, oh, thank you. So what's your plan to try and... They hand you this. It looks like it's basically a... Um, a strip of leather. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it looks like. It's a strip of leather, but it sort of has, like, a... Not really pins, more like a comb type thing that you could maybe get there and latch into the fur of this oryx, which is rather thick. So it's a weave. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So what are you going to try and do? I'm going to try and sneak up on him. Sneak? Okay. Okay, I'm rolling the perception check. I rolled an 11. All right, you get pretty close behind the uh, oryx. You've got a, you're within maybe reach of it, and it looks like it's looking the other way at some tabaxi who are dancing around on the other side to the music. So shall I roll again? You're gonna try and pin it on. Roll a um, dexterity check, sleight of hand check. Twenty-one. Okay, you slip it right on the arcs. It doesn't even notice. And I sl- sidle on out of there. Okay. And Pearly is back there clapping her paws together. And she says, well, I mean, the game is who can do it best, right? So I need at least one chance, right? I suppose. <coughs> All right. So she grabs another tail. That one's still hanging on the uh, arch. So she picks up another one. And she shouts at the Oryx until it turns around and looks at her. And she takes a running dash at it and tries to jump over its head and put the uh, tail in as she tumbles. And <laughs> she, she does this move where she just cartwheels and starts to spring up over top of the Oryx. And the Oryx just throws its head up in the air and bonks into hers as she's going over it. She just tumbles into a heap on the ground. Well, I, I, I do think you won that lassie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you raised the stakes there, and I had to try and do something a little unique. And she kind of pops her neck <laughs> a little bit, and she says, But you won, fair and square. Sometimes the sneaky way is the right way. And she gives you three bottles of mulberry wine. Three bottles of mulberry wine, three bottles of mulberry wine. Anybody else wanna want a chance? Calman's like, uh-uh. I'm a rogue. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just eye him as askance. Wait, I keep using Kip's voice for Calvin now. <laughs> I used a rogue. I'm not very good at that I'm stuff. not very good at that kind of stuff. I'm Calvin Coggle Stash 6. And Kip is nowhere to be seen. So Wait, where did Kip go? As you guys are... <laughs> Kind of there, drinking. drinking and partying and pinning the tail on the arcs. There's a kind of a 
call from down in the south and west of town, and you see a couple of moose folk go tearing out of the... There are a few houses scattered around town, and you see them start rushing down toward the woods with clubs out. Would it blow our disguise if we went and helped them out? I don't think it would hurt to at least check. Okay, you follow them. I'm curious, sure. Okay. All right, so you guys start following the moose folk down into the uh, tree break, and you see that there are some uh, blight down there, but it, like you saw on the road when you met Winston, the needle blights and twig blight type creatures, but it looks like they've just sort of crushed the last one of them under their clubs uh, at this point. And you see that the new moose folk who have run there kind of swap out with the ones who are down there at the moment, and they head back like their shift is over. And one of the um, moose folk uh, women who's down there with the club says, you responded to the call. We were just curious what was going on. The blight come night after night after night. We have to fight them. Oh, good, good job there. Thank you. We don't know why they keep coming and coming. <laughs> Boy, that, that sure seems like a conundrum there. <coughs> <coughs> We don't either. <laughs> I think we're going to release summaries of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we have been trying to work on it. Well, I mean... <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, you know, in like the grand sense, like, you know, we, we work on improving things in the world. That's nice. I think there's... Uh, a mother of these creatures somewhere that keeps sending them here. <sighs> but we just killed a few. It should be probably a while till any come back. All right, good luck with that, and I'll walk back towards the festival. Time to go back for the long rest. Okay. So there is an inn in this town that you saw when you came into the town. Uh, you could definitely go check that out if that's what you want to do, or you could kind of... Um, there's also the one that was down by the temple that was uh, accessible by ladders. I'll take the temple one. Okay. Um, there's a sign there that says Pilgrim's Perch, and it's in, again, like a loft-type area. you got to climb up. Uh, that sounds perfect for you. There's some stables on the ground Mr. level Groundweller. where right. actually Kip had parked the... Uh, arcs with the uh, wine casks. I guess I have to go that way too to get my stuff. Okay. So you head up into the inn and there's just a, uh, actually a tabaxi who's just sitting up there with her legs dangling off the end of the perch looking out over at all the people dancing at the festival. She says, uh, you brought the wine? I. I guess you need a place to sleep, right? Yes, please. If you don't mind. Just help yourself. Uh, most of our rooms are empty. Well, don't, thank you, Lass. Don't worry about it. But you brought the wine. You can stay wherever you'd like. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, there are a few rooms that are just open, 
And actually, when you get into one of the rooms on the outside, they're open, basically overlooking the... Um, some overlook toward the forest or the temple, and others look toward the road and things like that. Oh, one facing the temple. Okay. I'm going to curl up in the corner, trying not to look out the window. Okay. Do you care which way yours faces? or? Not really. All right. I don't trust any direction right now. When you're awake for a while and just laying out there, I don't know if you're trying to go to sleep and get your long rest, you watch as sort of the moon comes up. You can see the fountain inside the temple really um, glimmering in the moonlight, like the way the, the roof is open. It shines down through there into the fountain. It looks pretty nice. Cool. But other than that... Um, it's a pretty uneventful night. The music starts to die down from the festival, um, and people start heading back home. You hear one more of those sort of alarms from the woods uh, as it gets near dawn. Um, it's not enough to disturb your long rest unless you want to go check things out. No. Okay. So uh, you wake up in the morning, and you've had that long rest. Okay. Do-do-do-do. What was with the Adams Family intro? That wasn't Adams Family. That was Zelda. Oh, I except heard. it was an invisible long rest. That's what I heard too. Okay. All right, and you wake up, and actually, Kalman is gone. Of course, he's gone. At least he wasn't watching me all night. At least he wasn't watching me all night. Is there anyone here? I don't know. So when you get <coughs> come out of your rooms. Uh, nobody's in the main room of the inn, like where you came up the ladder. I'm hungry. Is there free breakfast here, too? Doesn't look like there's any sort of kitchen or anything. Oh, drat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, back to the wagon. Okay. Yeah, Kip's, uh, down there. He's basically checking all the straps and tack and stuff on the animals, and he goes, uh, did you have a good rest? Aye, very long one. Okay. Uh, where's uh, where's your little round buddy? We're not sure. He kind of comes and goes as he pleases. Where's you, breakfast? You guys are weird. Um, uh, I don't really know. Uh, I haven't found it. I just ate a couple things. out. I got another one of these casks I put rations in. Are there any other secret casks we should maybe know about? Uh, <laughs> no, they wouldn't be secrets, would they? Is that a yes or a no, lady? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like you very much. <laughs> I'm just giving him a look. But I've got some... Uh, I'm proficient in those looks. I've got some Johnny Cakes, if you want some of those. Are they sticky? Okay. No, they're pretty crumbly. I'm not, I'm not the greatest Nope. Baker. No, thank you. I want crumbs. I'll get my pretty robe dirty. I'll take one. <laughs> All right. It's basically a corn flat cornbread thing that he hands you. All right. Are we going to head on to Silver's Blessing, then? Oh, hi. All right, let's get back on the road. Mm. Yeah. Is it the same kind of arrangement? Sure. Okay. Shiny robes, I'm sitting on the car. Oh, I don't know how much longer I could do that voice. <coughs> it's Maybe so either. annoying. I kept choking every time I Tell tried to <coughs> do this oh, voice. <laughs> this stupid voice. <coughs> Maybe I could get used to it, maybe. Did you lose something? Yeah. 
walking along on the road. I'm riding. So it's not very far um, to Silvera's Blessing from here. A couple of hours. But... Along the way, roll perception check. When you start to see it, you're a little bit surprised. It's um, kind of intimidating. You were always told that the island here on Lamoche was nothing but little villages and people living in tribes and things like that in the wild. But now that you're in this place, with no notion that it would be like this, would kind of be like if you had been living with Bedouins and all of a sudden you came across Dubai and just stumbled on it. It's big. It's not a little village. Um, it's a really big city. And you enter it from the south, uh, and basically you come in uh, and see that there's a huge uh, semicircle-shaped building that stands probably 15 stories tall. And basically you can see that there's a few small buildings where you uh, come into town and a big um, platform, big wood platform, and there's a giant auction happening right now. Um, all kinds of different goods are being exchanged and sold there. You can hear that there's actually multiple auctioneers running um, running that particular auction. It's too crowded here. <clears throat> I'm just looking for... Here it is. My paper from Moonblade so I can put it back in my folder. So Kip says, Whoa. This was not at all what I was expecting. Um, it's not going to just be simple to figure out where this cult is. This isn't one of those other villages that we've been exploring. Whatever happens, we don't not go up to the tax office. <laughs> Stay together, because we'll never find each other again. <coughs> I Look, um... I've tried to do investigations in big cities before, and pretty much what I've found is that it's very unlikely that we're going to find anybody. We need people to find us instead, and we need to make it so that people that we're looking for want to find us. They're going to have to figure out a little bit about this city, what makes it tick, and then... Maybe figure out how we could get noticed. What do we? What do you know about this cult? I really haven't asked you that much. They've been corrupting the 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 stones of the first and second lands. Yeah. We're not sure if they're if they're the ones that have the the one from the third lands, but. I mean, that's about all we know. They like death, and they want to see the world. The best way I can figure it is they wanted to see it reborn, but through death, like a fungus eating a corpse. Huh. What do you think... What do you think they really want, though? I mean, is it just... Do they want everything to die? I think they want to remake the world. <clears throat> There's people around. I'm trying to change my accent, and it's... Not easy for me. I mean, there's so play. much going on right now at the auction around you that you just basically blend in pretty well right now. I mean, nobody's paying you much mind. 
you see that there's that auction block there, and it looks like a bunch of people in the stands behind it just looking, and then there's also people walking all around on that giant auction block checking stuff out. Um, on the west side of the road, there's a very small inn with a stables attached to it that says uh, Shields Inn, and that's basically what you where you are right now is outside of it, and there's a number of wagons parked there and animals in the stables and stuff, so it's not too many people paying attention to you. But I, that's, that's about all we know. Hmm. Well, tell you what, let's just try and figure out what is going on at all in this city, what this city's about, and then we'll try and come up with a plan to get noticed, I guess. It's going to be hard to even find each other. So maybe we'll come back here. This looks like an inn. I'm sure there's others, but we'll come back and meet at this inn tonight and see what we found. If that works for you. Aye. Okay, uh, I'm going to go check some stuff out. Uh, first, got to go deliver this wine, but if you guys want to go ahead and branch off and see what you can find, we'll convene back here in a, in a few hours. Thanks for listening to Date Night. I'm Amy, and I play Kira. And I'm Will, your friendly neighborhood game mom, reminding you that NPCs are people too. I'd also like to mention that we're looking for sponsors for the show. If you'd like to have a message read during the mid-roll, go to datenightpodcast.com and check out the sponsor tab. Also, if you're wondering where Arn and the Grease Wizard are, they'll be back soon. Sam and Eva had some real-life things that they needed to take care of during our recordings in... Brazzlewood Moonglade and Silver's Blessing. So they missed out on the costume party and the sewing of chaos. Uh, I think it's one more episode with just Kalman, Kira, Kip, and Dern, and then we will be back to the full crew. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at D8 Night Podcast. Now let's get back to the story. Did we get a map to the city when we walked in? <laughs> yeah. There's, they're outside the inn, but nothing's really labeled. Welcome to Sylvain's, Not helpful. Welcome to Sylvain's Blessing World. Here's your map for the theme park. Here's a map, and nothing is labeled or identified. <laughs> you can just you are of, here, gold star. <laughs> right now, there's a road that you're on, and the road is um, made of just bricks. Uh, it's cobblestone kind of together. But it also looks like at one point somebody had, or at multiple points, people had tried to paint it kind of gold, and it's uh, wearing off and flaky. Oh, the yellow brick road. It's definitely has been painted many, many times. Follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road. Right. As you head along that road, there's a huge field of barley to the north of the road that takes up a good portion of this city by itself. Um, and there's actually a sign as you turn the corner of that road that says the Gold Road. Um, and the first building you come to are actually look like tall apartment buildings where people are living packed uh, in with each other that are called the Gold Road, Gold Road Lodgings. Um, and further past there is a place that uh, is a stone and gem works, it says on it. And then 
there's a road that branches off, and as you look south of that road, there are just tons of people walking along that sort of cul-de-sac in between the big uh, 15-story semicircle building. Also along the road, uh, you can see uh, some other buildings that are... One has like a, a staff with snakes around it on a sign, and another one... That sounds medical. Uh, next to it is... Oh, no, the one furthest along the road, the really skinny one, is even taller than the semicircle building, but it's very skinny, um, and it's like a big, tall tower that overlooks uh, kind of that whole area. There's a building that looks like a gift shop there as well, and a place that just actually says worthless to worthy is the smallest of those buildings along the cul-de-sac. Um, the big building, I guess there's two that are pretty small. One is an appraisal, uh, the other small building, and the largest one there that's kind of shaped uh, like two buildings put together almost appears to be some sort of big bank. What's worthless to worthy? This has a few different people inside of it when you actually walk in. There are some who have up little signs in front of almost like booths. It's almost like a flea market, but more permanent. Um, so I guess more like a mini mall. Uh, some say things like curse removals or de-enchantments, lock picking, and different things like that. Hmm. So you get kind of the idea that this is a place where they take uh, items that are otherwise unuseful and they try to just make them useful again. Want to see if we can find a stone seeker? Sure. Let's take it to a locksmith. See if they can look at the enchantment on the that stone journal. Thing? What now? That stone and gem thingy? No, your journal that you want me to read. I we know, but to... I mean to that place that has the stone and gem name. Oh, I'll go to a locksmith. All right, you get to a place that says lock picking, and uh, there's a goblin there. It says... Need me to open something? Aye, this book here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't usually have to open books. Let me see. And he takes it and he just tries to open it. And he sees the script come up on it. He goes, uh, not my purview so much. I'm good with picks. Uh, you might try the uh, de-enchantment place uh, across from me. Uh, she is a little... Mm, you'll see. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. So you walk across to a de the de-enchantment place, and there's a, a woman sitting there who has her eyes closed, and she's just kind of sitting on the floor in the middle of an empty, otherwise empty 10 foot by 10 foot area. Um, can you, can you, you open this book here? A book? Hi. Uh, well, welcome, first of all, to my shop. Why is it that you would like me to open your book? Well, I'd like to read it. Huh. And what is keeping it from opening? Do you think it's something inside you? Can you just take a look at it? Sure, but... 
first, I really need to understand why it isn't working for you. Because many times people come to my shop to get something de-enchanted, and what they really need is to look inside themselves first. Well, look. And they try to open it. Right. Has anybody else tried to open this book? She has. Mm-hmm. And have you thought about why you'd like to open the book, dear? Because I'm trying to find more information about my family from this book. So what you want, really, not is the book being open. It's more understanding, would you say? No, I want the information in the book. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess if we're going to be that way about it, just let me have a look at it. Oh, I hear. And she looks at it, and she moves it and watches the script come up on it, and she says, There's nothing wrong with this book, dear. Here it is. We didn't think that anything was wrong with it. We just wanted the spell broken so we can open it up and read it. Yeah, but somebody put a spell on this book because they didn't want anybody to read it. Now, what what kind of person would I be if I removed it and let just anybody read this book? But it's ours now. We should have the right to read our own books. Yeah, but where did you get it from? Last, where did you get this from? I don't remember. From a city in which my mother lived. Okay, that's very specific. The caretaker of the city, who built the city for my mother, left this behind. Okay. And told me to get it. His spirit told me to get it, since you seem to... I mean, <clears throat> since you seem to be of the mystical sort. All right, roll a persuasion check, please. Sixteen. All right, let me have a look at it. Hmm. This can only be opened, it says, by a stone seeker. We knew that already. And you'd like me to make it just so anyone can open this book? Aye, that is the general idea we're looking for. Or so that we can open it. It doesn't have to be anyone. It could just be us. Hmm. Or you could point us to somebody who would be able to open it. Let me see what I can do. I don't think that it would... I don't think that I can open this book for you. Do you know who might? Probably a stone seeker. (laughs) Shall we go to that stone and gem place down the street? All right. We can give it a shot. And as you walk away from the booth, the goblin across from you who had working at the lockpick place is just shaking his head and laughing. <sighs> Glaring at him. He, he did warn you, us. Gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> All right, down to the stone and gem place. Okay. Um, there is somebody hard at work inside the stone and gem cutting place who's behind... Uh, kind of in this round area in the middle of the room that's just a counter all the way around, and he's got a lot of tools in there uh, that look like little rock hammers and vices and buffers and all kinds of things like that. And there is a little gnome fella in this place, too. 
and you see him kind of walk up some steps behind the counter. It looks like this counter um, is actually goes down further, and it's got all kinds of other tools around. If you walk up and look down, you see that this is like a 10-foot-high counter, and there's like a pit in the middle of the room. And he's got all kinds of different settings and gems and things down in there. And he walks up to the top so he can peek over and he goes, Skittlefratch Stone Shiner, need a stone polish set or cut? Do you know any rock seekers? Stone seekers. Stone seekers. Um, you mean like miners? Uh, You mean like the clan stone seeker, don't you? Maybe, yeah, yes. Ah, my translation's kind of bad. There were a number of them here, but that was years ago. They they were all over this island about three or four decades ago. I seem to have heard that before. They've they've all gone back to the to the mainland if they were alive. Where were they? Uh, they were, uh, like, there's an abandoned city to the west of here. That was one of their first camps and, uh, one of their last. But when they were at the height of their power, they were further south between the Crystal Lakes. They had a big mining operation, but the locals weren't too happy with it. I made a lot of money while they were here, though, I'll tell you that. They found some primo stuff. It's still the stuff I'm polishing, really. My livelihood is owed to those folks. Because what would I be polishing here if they hadn't dug it up? Turds? That would be me, Skittlefrack's turd polisher. (laughs) It doesn't have a great ring to it, does it? Do you know of anyone who might know any... Stoneseeker? Stoneseeker. Stoneseeker. If the rock seekers went back... To the mainland. Stoneseeker. Stoneseeker? Stoneseeker. If they went back to the mainland, there's a couple places that they would have went. That would have been Kufo or the 10,000 cities. Don't like lots of people. Kufo's nice. That's where I'm from. But is it heavy, heavily populated? <clears throat> Not so much. There's the humans down in the valleys that do the trading by the coast, but... I mean, the mountains are nice. Well, it seems like the, this journal is being very not helpful. The stone shiners who were here were under... Who was it? Stone, stone seekers. Yeah, yeah, the stone seekers who were here. They were under... I thought the forgetting names thing was hmm. my thing. Hmm. What was... It was so bad with their names. They had silly names... There was Grin or Glum. I think it was... Glen? No, no. I think it was Grin. Okay, tell me more about this Grin fellow. Well, he was in charge of the whole mining operation. Uh, He settled that city to the west of here. Uh, Helped build some of the uh, underworks in that place. Um, he was still alive, even at the end of the war, and I'm pretty sure he, he was on one of those ships back to the mainland, if, 
unless something happened to him at the end. Maybe this city would be a good place for us to look at after we're done here. I don't think he made it on the ship. No. I'm, I mean, anything could have happened to him between the last time they were here uh, having some, some gems I'm pretty worked, sure he but... stayed behind in that city. Oh. I'm well, that would be too bad. Very, very sure he stayed behind in that city. Dun, dun, dun. Because okay. I got the journal and everything. That was in the mainland. Not in the abandoned city oh. in Lamoche. Never mind. He's talking about the city where you met Akagi. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe, it, maybe I'm confused. He may have left that city. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you need a stone shine set cut or polished? No, we were looking for stone seekers. Ah, well, I get plenty of you know, literal stone seekers coming in, but the uh, stone seeker clan, if they were on this island, I'm sure I would have run into them here in this shop. Uh, this city is really the place to come and sell your gems. I mean, you are standing right now in the Silvair's financial district, just yards from the exchange, and that is the place where it happens. Use the restroom real quick. Okay. <laughs> While the dwarf goes off to use the the chamber pot, the potty. <laughs> <coughs> Tell me more about this Glen, if you know. Glen. I don't Grin. know. I Grin. It was Grin. Uh... He came through with a, a band of uh, dwarves and humans, and they set up mining colonies all over the island until the, the orcs kind of had enough of it. And that's why there really aren't many dwarves or even too many, you know, gnomes like me still around here. I thought you were a goblin. No. no okay. I'm a gnome. Sorry. Skittlefrack Stoneshiner. Okay. Um, but they, they mined all sorts of... Uh, not just gems, I mean, all kinds of metals. Most of this island didn't utilize these metals until 40 years ago. I mean, they had iron and things of that nature, but the the more technologically advanced type materials only really started cro cropping up here then. Some people still have a great respect for Grin, even though many thought he destroyed our land. I, for one, am on the side of moving forward. Boy, what a nice preview you've got back there. Yeah, it's uh, it's shined up nice. That's Even what I do. I'm good at shining up stuff. Low ceilings for short people and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like uh, anybody too big going in there because it makes the pots really hard to shine. I may just cut this out. <laughs> this is the best part of the day. But, all right, thank you for your input. All right. Should we look for some temples? Sure. Always up for looking for temples. And pay our respects. Sure. Okay, as you leave uh, that place and you head further along the only road that you're current, you know, that you currently have access to, 
you sort of leave the gold-shined or painted path, and it transforms into just regular cobblestones. And there's a huge, like, six-story but really uh, boxy building that you come upon. Um, and it looks like there are a lot of young people uh, walking in and out of the building. Across from there, you can smell that a lot of food is being cooked in the kind of narrow uh, building between the roads there. And straight ahead of you, there's uh, an orchard with uh, looks like apple trees, though many of the apples are not currently on the trees. It's almost cold season at this point. I'm going to nip into the food building. I'm going to buy some food, I'm assuming. Okay. Yes, because I'm hungry. You're standing in line. I and could smell dinner downstairs cooking. Kind I was of hungry. Throwing uh, food into the bowls, and mm-hmm. you hear the people who are a mix, but of different uh, races, but mostly uh, tieflings, orcs, uh, goblinoids, dragonborn, um, and a few others in smaller numbers. And all of these seem to be fairly young people, and they're talking. Uh, you sort of hear eavesdrop on them. They're basically talking about their professors in this line. Oh, God, I hate college kids. They're all wearing uh, robes. Mage students. So uh, you get some, again, kind of a square meal. Yay, food. And there's just a bunch of big tables and benches all over the place. Did you come in with me, too? I'm pretty sure. I mean, if there's food, I'm going to go after it. Okay. <laughs> so you're, I'm a dwarf. Just sitting by yourselves over in the corner, pretty much. Okay. Definitely. Listening in. Yeah, so you want to try and sit close enough that you can try and hear a conversation, sure. I guess. Me hearing perception checks, I suppose. Nine. Even with my earring, too. I'm just... People. Yeah, for the most part, you just hear a lot of murmuring and chomping. God, I hate you right now. Stop, stop. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> Allow us to recreate those eating Don't noises. you dare. <laughs> but you have a nice, uh, hearty meal that nobody charged you any money for. <laughs> I threw a Sharpie marker at Mike because he slurped. And did you see that I caught I was, it? I was doing it for ambient effect to increase <laughs> the suspension. Was she going to throw something else at me? And there's <laughs> knives and forks <laughs> and glasses. Nope, somebody's trying to make somebody else kiss. <laughs> All right. Someone's rolling dice in there, too. That's I... weird. There's a table where they're playing D&D while they're eating lunch. <laughs> No, they're playing craps. They're playing offices and bosses. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's from Magic Tavern. Some Earth people are loving it oh, right now. Okay. 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 All right. What's Earth? Huh? I mean, <clears throat> what's Earth? Well, they, <clears throat> was that your accent? They're loving it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that yeah. out. It's my disguise. So for you now. eat. You've eaten. The food is done. It's yummy. What do I do with my bowl? I look around. What are they doing with their bowls? There's a uh, big like crates at the end of the tables that people are pushing their bowls into. Push, clatter, crash. Whoops, I think I broke my bowl. Let's get out of here quick. It's okay. (laughs) All right, so as you leave the cafeteria, which way do you go? You're near that was the really long building, so you could head toward the orchard, or you could start I want to go up towards uh, Wacky and Flayable Arm arm Tube Man. Okay. 
Oh, he has horns. Yes, he's like a karate horned guy. He's a karate tiefling. Okay. So, as you head through... I have no idea. uh, ...those roads around the backside of the cafeteria, you see there's sort of a round theater uh, in the middle there that's open, and then other um, academic buildings. There's a thing that says business school on the side of one of them. Um, There's a big thing that looks like a dormitory... Um, and then there's a couple of additional places that are smaller. It says, uh, Dean's office, there's an ice house, and there's a place for, it says, training. <clears throat> so we're in a college town, that's what this is. Basically, it looks like this Mage district town. that you're in right now is sort of a, an educational type area. Do I see any yellow robes? Um, there's all different colors of robes, I guess. So yes, you would see some. I'm attempting to look to see if any of those yellow robes have any black appendage on the front of them. And by golly. Searching for robe appendages, black I suppose. Um, doesn't look like you see anything that stands out that would be culty, black-handish. Okay. Um, as you get to that... T in the road, in about the middle of town, is a big prison across from the other side of the school district there. Is it called Woodwood Prison? Because <laughs> <laughs> I always keep my prisons next to the local college. Yeah, it's a good place for them because they're easy to fill up that way. The, the revelry and whatnot. So you're going to take that other path toward the west of town to go yeah, around. The one less traveled. All right. As you head that way... You get into so what looks like a really nice area of town. Right next to the next prison. To the prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, after you get away from the prison. Oh. Okay. Like, the buildings... I escaped! At least are, 30 feet. ...that are right to the west of the road. <laughs> yeah, those two little buildings are still related to the prison, but as you get past those, there's, like, a restaurant that's the round building above the... There's a big fenced-in area in the center of town with a lake... And like a lake house. Um, <laughs> Mike is big, pointing at it. I'm helping. <laughs> the circular building says fish and ships. And then... Fish and ships or fish and sh- chips? Ships. Oh. The SH. I'm glad you asked that question because I didn't hear that the first um, time. There's a little building across from fish, fish and ships. <laughs> it looks like uh, just a house. Oh, house. Um, then there's the kind of L-shaped building. It says Silver Chair Casino on it. And then there are I'm some... glad the gnome is not here. <laughs> this is such a shotgun blast of buildings on yeah. this little town. Um, but this looks like, basically, uh, you see some signs around that are pointing in different directions with labels on them. You get an idea that this is maybe a district where people from out of town tend to come. Um, so there is a sign that points to the casino. There's a sign that points down to the south that says Financial District. To the south, it says um, fi- uh, fishing. It points up toward the river that's at the north of town. As it's bordering on the river, uh, it points back toward. Let's burn the, down their bridge too while we're here. Back toward the east of town, it says uh, fort. It says um, sex district. It says education district, in and the, also toward the in east the, in the fort. Oh, just that direction. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, it says, um, where does it say wacky waving inflatable arm? You know, two pins. And it says you are in Traveler's District. Okay. As you continue, my Traveler's checks. I'm kidding. As you continue along to that um, big statue. Oh, it's a statue. You see that it is in fact a giant tiefling statue. It's probably thirty feet tall. Is he doing martial arts? No, he's running as if toward the uh, fenced-in area. Sex district. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's running toward the sex district. Um, and there's a path that leads from the woods to the west of town that looks like uh, there's two towers fronting it, and he the path ends at the feet of the statue, basically. Is there a sign for that path? It says Silver Path. And you passed one already that said Copper Path that headed up toward the northwest. Did it have any additional information on that sign that was indicating what those two that, buildings? That was pointing to the fishing, it said. Ah. What's well, a stripey building there that's in between Copper that's and Silver? That's a farm, actually. That's a field. Ah. Are there any other signs? I'm assuming we're standing next to the running tiefling man. Yeah, yes. it says Silver on the placard underneath of him. And what do those other five buildings around him look like, plus the five next to Fenston area? Those all look like houses, some of which have no one, uh, nobody living in them, it doesn't look like, but they don't look abandoned, though. Is there a plaque or anything next to Silver? Just with the name Silver. Should we keep walking and check out these other buildings? Aye, let's go ahead and get the rest of the lay of the land. Okay. There is a, um, after you get to the next three buildings there between the, those roads to the south of the mm-hmm. statue, um, one says the Traveler's Temple, one says Dwarf's Hole, and one says Barley View Hotel. Then there's a sign pointing across the road to the single building out toward the field. No, out... Yeah, that little, which is a house. It looks rather nondescript, but the sign says, um, Home of the Author of the Fallen Bard. Okay. And okay, well, check out the, 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 other, building. the other building looks like a big manor. That's got fence around it on three sides. What's in the dwarf building? The dwarf's hole. Um, as you get there, it's I refuse actually, to call it that. Like, there's a building there, but you can see that it's sort of built like into a mound of earth. Oh, I like this place. So as you walk in, um, there's kind of like a bar. Up I'm there, cringing. but then there's also like a big path that looks like it starts leading underground. And there's all kinds of different um, people at the bar. This is your t- place. Aye. Just taking, all, taking in all the majesty. So when you come in and look, roll <laughs> one of your uh, stone masons check, I guess. Well, since I'm proficient, ten. Okay. Um, this looks very fakey. 
Fakey? Yeah. Like, this is a dwarf-themed place, but it doesn't look like it's probably authentically built by dwarves. And you don't actually see any dwarves when you're in there. All right, lass, let's go. This place is not the genuine article. It's almost it's almost nighttime anyways. We need to get back to Kip. And actually, when you go to walk out the door, there is a goblin standing there who's dressed <laughs> to look like a dwarf, like really poorly. He goes, you got on a good costume. Why? Where are we going now? Oh, not your kind of place, huh? No. Not really. It does remind me a bit of home, but we still, we have other places to be. All right. That's fine. Okay. So you head back outside and you're going to go back down to see what's up with Kip? Yeah. I want to swing by the home of the author of The Fallen Bard. Okay. Just to take a peek. I think we know that guy. Is his name Barto? No, but... I think his name might be White Vest or whatever. White Sleeves. White Sleeves. There was White Vesti, Vest There was Vesti Vestments dead. and Sleeves. and Yeah, so the house looks like if you've ever been to like uh, an old house that they've kept up and give tours of. There's like the grounds are extremely well kept, but everything looks to be a couple hundred years older than anything else around town. There's a very pretty garden around this little cottage. Oh, pretty garden. And there's still all kinds of furniture and things in the house. <laughs> I like plants. Kawaii, that's her name. That's the kind of reaction you had. That did not sound like English to me. It wasn't English. Okay, good. You just, <laughs> when you did that, oh, pretty garden, you sounded like one of those like anime girls or whatever, cuting out. Okay. <laughs> that's why I went, Kawaii, that's her name. Oh, the Japanese. Oh, that's perfect because we're in the ka- 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 something region. Kabuki? <laughs> Tagata? Yeah, oh, that that's one. close. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, is there anything else you want to check out or do? I think we have a pretty decent idea of at least what this town is a. Not town, but. Well, city we didn't find. About. We found the Traveler's Temple, but we didn't find any other like religious district or anything. We could check the Traveler's Temple. I mean, it's okay. on our way. Yeah, quite literally. It's across the street from where I'm looking. Right. Okay. As I turn you, around. So you walk into the Traveler's Temple. Hi, I'm Arn. Thanks for listening to Date Night. Please subscribe um, and share, I guess. And rate and review our podcast. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Date Night Podcast. Bye, I guess.